After a decade of gathering women together for prayer, we are inspired to bring our words of encouragement to you. This is iRefresh. Welcome to iRefresh, where we're ordinary women who desire to do extraordinary things through the power of prayer and God's Word. I have my friend Pamela Thomas coming back again. It's great to have you. Thank you, Cheryl. It's good to be here. Now, I'm having you here today to talk about anxiety. So tell me your background and how you've become really an expert in dealing with anxiety. Well, I work with crisis families and children in crisis, and I also answer the suicide crisis hotline. And so I have to deal with everyone in crisis. And that's kind of where we are today, I think. Oh, definitely. So help me, and when you are talking with them, this is really, uh, even though it's the families there today, what are the kinds of things that you will talk to the families when you first meet with them? Well, I talk to them about change. You know, change always comes to us as being very negative. We don't like change. And if you remember when you were in school and you sat with a certain group of kids in a classroom and then all of a sudden you went the next day and the teacher changed the seat, mm. oh, that was yeah. a bad deal because yes. it was change. Mm -hmm. And we're coming up in a time where there's a lot of change. Um, we're changing all our activity. We're changing who we are in a family. We're changing when we go to bed, when we get up. We're changing where we can go. We are changing where we eat. We're forced into change, though. We're forced into change. Yes. But it still, it still is really um, very anxiety-producing to all of us. Plus, right now, we are being forced to learn a new vocabulary. That's true. And so we're... Social distancing, which we're social kind, of, distance, we're kind of close to doing social distancing. Yep, social distancing, right. and we're learning how to be teachers to our children at home. So everything is changing, and change comes with a negative, and, mm -hmm. and it makes you anxious when anything changes. So how do you begin to identify methods that what do you think would help? Do you use the same methodology for people after you kind of size up what they're going through? What we really watch for, does anxiety move into fear? Okay. Fear is a problem for many people because fear, what does it do? It keeps us from moving. It keeps us from being able to do anything. Um, so we look for when anxiety moves to fear. And what okay. I wanted to talk to the people listening today is how to keep yourself from doing that. But first of all, being able to recognize when anxiety is moving into fear. Um, anxiety is okay to have because we should feel a little anxious about everything changing. It's like a boat on water. All of a sudden the waves start coming and we're going, wow, wait a minute, what is going on? That's the question, what is happening? And what am I supposed to do? Not what is happening and oh my gosh, all these terrible things are gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this disaster, that disaster. We don't skip to that level. So we're looking in ourselves and in people that we deal with for when it skips into a disaster level. Now we're in a disaster, right? And so, but how do we keep our homes from being a disaster? That's what we're looking for. So you're looking at how do you create an atmosphere of peace mm -hmm. when even the parents, because you're really referring to our parents trying to teach them a method right. will actually will help them their children. Right. Okay. And the first thing we have to know is fear is addressed over 300 times in the Bible. It says fear not. So there must be something that's wrong with being in fear. And it must be also, what we teach families is that there must be a way you can control it. So this is what we say okay. in our groups. We say, you can experience fear for two to three minutes. 
If you want to feel fear, then you, you be frightened for two to three minutes. Yeah. That's it. And when you get to that two to three minutes, you must decide you're not going to be fearful anymore. Well, how do we do that? Yeah, I didn't know that was a choice. You know, I mean, that's one of the emotions because I, I remember letting the kids when they were young throw a fit. I'm like, okay, after a while, I'm like, okay, now you need to be done and wrap it up. And that's with fear too, I same see, thing. See, that's, that's interesting. I never would have thought fear of that. Fear is a choice, okay. yeah. So, so you choose not to be fearful. Now, how do we keep people from being fearful? One of the things you do is activity, ways to, when you're working on something, you don't feel as afraid of it. Like, like for instance, let's suppose that you have all these bills to pay, but you don't really know how much you owe, you don't know this, you don't know that. But when you sit down and say, I'm going to do a budget, I'm saying that when you organize your feelings about something, then you take small steps, incremental steps to deal with that, the fear lessens. The fear goes back into anxiety where it should be. So you're, it's okay and safe to be anxious. Yes. But just don't let it go into a place of fear and right. stay but there. I, I think we've all felt that feeling of overwhelm, like, <gasps> and that feeling in your chest that you go, oh my gosh, whatever shall I, what's going to happen? What's going to become of me? Yeah, your and mind we, just goes down a, a rabbit trail and it's not yes, a good place. It's right. not a good place. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do is to stop that onset, whatever you need to do to stop that onset. Now, some people exercise. Obviously, I'm not one of those people. I'd like to be one, but um, you know, exercise does that with all the uh, melatonin that's released and things. So a lot of people exercise. Some people visualize a quiet place or a place that was really a nice place when they were a child. I do that. A lot of times I'll think of being on the shores of Lake Michigan and listening to the beach. And then I usually fall asleep. I'm not fearful anymore, I'm out. But regardless, yeah. You can visualize and you can, you can take those thoughts captive. And that's the most important thing. To not let them keep rolling and ruminating on how terrible and how awful or what if this happens and what if that person does this and what, what if, what if, what if. Stop that lingo in your head. Now, how do you do that? Now, I, how do you help to stop a friend even? To be accountable to like stop the, the fear factor. You, you make them tell you things that they're grateful for. Being in the here and now, not on the what if, not on tomorrow, okay. but here and now. Keep them present. That's Keep good. them present. Yes. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful that some, you know, in this coronavirus fear that everyone is feeling, I'm grateful when people get on the televisions and say what they're doing, that governors are taking action, that people are doing, you know, to me, instead of looking at that fearfully every day, I look at that like, oh my gosh, look at all these people working together to help me, to help my family, to help my community, being grateful for what is happening right then. And you have to change the dialogue. It's simply changing the dialogue to, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful That's for? Good. Now, see, that reminds me too, you're, you're changing, you said the dialogue, but it helps to change our brain. Correct. Which you know, we, I think we have Carol Leaf, Dr. Carol Leaf does the same thing as uh, that same concept. It's changing our thought process, and it sounds mm -hmm. like just making them begin to look at what they're grateful for. Right, gets them distracted by what they where they were going. That's yes, great. that's right. You know, in Deuteronomy thirty-one eight, it says, "I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm never going to be alone." I heard um, someone saying, "Oh, don't don't if you go to the hospital, you're going to be all by yourself." No, we're not going to be alone. We have so many healthcare workers that are staying there, that are being there to provide for us. And the Lord says, I will never leave you or forsake you. He says, do not be afraid. 
do not be discouraged. So if we're not to be those things, there's a way to get there. And I'm saying, look at what's around you. Look at how people are coming together. Look at how people are um, trying to help and assist. Mm -hmm. And that eliminates fear. And then, you know, I enjoyed that for me too. I got to volunteer at the Tulsa Dream Center here in Tulsa last week, just packing up food and then just waving. And of course they had fun music outside and mm -hmm. just kind of waving at everybody. Like, I don't know what your story is, but you know, it's exciting mm -hmm. to be, get outside of social distance, but it was good. Mm -hmm. We did all the precautions, but to be able to do something for someone else and then even calling some of the more older people, you know, just to check in on, it, it takes you out of your element of thinking about, well, what if? What if I run out of uh, milk and the basic mm -hmm. things? It's amazing how going to different, driving around and going to get your basic food even, people are paranoid. Mm -hmm. You know, that anxiety has shifted into um, fear. a lot of fear, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoy hearing that because, you know, you don't want to have a critical spirit on the other side of like, oh, what is wrong with them? While we're still also buying the same thing that they're buying, we're just trying to be a little bit, you know, not running after the, you know, the last TP. But how do you feel like as far as strategic ideas besides changing your thought process, what are some other things that you think will help the people right now what they're going through? Maybe they've already been trying to dwell on the word, but they're still feeling that anxious. How do you help them? We have to speak it, and you just you just said something. Take action. The other day, it was very hard for me because I was trying to find something I couldn't find in a grocery store, and I was getting fearful. Like, what if that never comes back? What if I can't really get that? What if you know? What if? What if? What if? And so I changed it. And every worker that I saw, I said, "Thank you so much for coming to work today. It was so brave of you, and I appreciate you." And I was in Walmart. I did that to about ten people. Well. It caught on and people behind me were thanking their cash, cashier. So That's take awesome. action. Take action to discount what you're thinking and feeling. Speak it. Speak it out. I'm thankful that whatever, you're here. I'm thankful that um, mm -hmm. I, just take action. Take action. And if you take action, that will dissipate. And we need to be a generation that, that really is overcomes and one of the ways to overcome is to not experience fear. That's great. You know I've heard some great stories about what other people are doing but how do you feel like someone who may not be able to get out um, in their neighborhood maybe they, they maybe they are so fearful what were some things that you think would be helpful to them to pull them out of that anxious, fearful spot. I can tell you some of the things that are happening in our neighborhood and one of the things that I think is so cute and it's just really really been fun is the neighborhood kids have been doing artwork in their homes they're stuck and so then they come at dusk and put art pictures underneath your windshield wiper oh. so it's so cute to come out and in, in, in the evening and see all this little artwork and wave across the street and say I love it thank you so much and then we That's put nice. it in the window so that everybody can see it who's walking their dogs so there's those kinds of things you can do and if you're out Think about taking a little video for an older person or something. I went to a feed store the other day. I had to go get dog food, and I walked in. I saw these little baby chickens, and so I FaceTimed my friend, who's elderly, and said, "I just thought you'd like to see these." And a bunch of little chickens. I thought, "I'm not going to pick one up. I'm not picking <laughs> one up." But it was it was a very you know we have to communicate, and we say, try not to use your phone as just your voice. 
but let them see your face. So if you have the ability to FaceTime, if you have the ability to talk to other people where they can see you, it's much more effective than just your voice. That's so good. Very true. You know, that's one thing, too, is even our team, iRefresh, is getting ready to do a Zoom, and mm -hmm. we've uh, been started to do more Zoom so that we can be praying for each other. And we have a group text that we do prayer requests. Mm -hmm. We send out notes, emails. We update each other on prayer. But there's something that's really powerful when we get to see each other's face right. on that Zoom and we get to look at each one. And sometimes you're like, you're making faces and gestures mm -hmm. of, you know, being silly while one, somebody else is speaking. And, um, but I think those kinds of things where you see that physical contact on video means the world. Because, like, you know, like I do uh, Marco Polo, if you don't know what that is, I'm promoting it because I left uh, Pam a message last night. And I'm seeing new buttons I hadn't really explored before. So there was a filter for, for voice. And I, I hit the helium one. And I didn't know what it was going to do because I couldn't hear it. So I didn't know if it was using it. So I just kept, you know, doing it. And so then I was finished with my, my little message. And so later, you, you'd listen to it right away. And it was so funny. Like, I, wanna, I wanted to save that video of you laughing at my voice with the helium sound. It was fun. It was so adorable. My son was happened to be in my office when it, and we both were cracking up because you're like, "What is she laughing at?" I'm like, "Well, it's actually my weird voice." But you know, it, it really does make a difference. It does when you it see really the video does. because we can't. You know, and we're people that need people, and that's one thing to remember down there this time too. People need people, and people right. need the Lord, and the harvest yes. is ready. And if you have a chance to call an right. old friend, maybe something somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. Right. This is an open door to reach out to people and say, hey, how can I help you? Do you know, do you know Jesus? Do you know? Yes. Um, it, it's an open doorway. And so I would encourage everybody, if you're feel, yes. especially if you're feeling fear, that reach out to someone else right. and pull them up, and you aren't going to feel the fear you feel. Excellent. Then, you know, that's really true. The most important thing, I think, as we as believers is that we... We unite together and encourage each other, help each other out. But it's a wonderful time for people who are really, this is when people turn to God. They That's consider right. God. That's you right. know, or, or they forgot about God. But when you're in a crisis, things happen where you can believe that God's going to help them to draw closer to Him. So, you know, I hope that you will even share with us some of the ideas and things that your community or maybe your neighborhood yes, has done. Yes. Because, you know, I even saw one on, on Facebook, I think, somebody was showing how the kids line up in their streets in New Jersey, and they all come out and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. And oh, it's so that's... adorable. So they all get lined up, mm -hmm. and you see them down the way, and they do it together, and they put mm -hmm. the, you know, their hands up and do it. And I'm like, how fun. So, the, you know, this is a way for us to be creative because yes. God is creative and he wants us as people of all things that we would show his loving kindness, that we would show, be the hands and feet of That's Jesus. That's right. You know, it was so beautiful today when I was watching the news and I saw the big ship come in mm. that, that was coming into the port of New York. But I thought, oh my gosh, this massive ship comes in as a rescue. And I thought... Our massive God yes. comes in as a rescue also. Amen. What a great word of hope. You know, we hope that too, if you have prayer requests or something that we can help you with, please let us hear from you. We would love to know more about what God has been doing in your life these days. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's a real simple thing. Just ask Jesus 
come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I thank you, Lord, for coming in and forgiving me. And that's simple. Amen. We would love to also, we have resources that are available to you that will encourage you to get to know who God is. He wants a relationship with you. He desires to let you know him close and know how much he is present with you, especially in this time where it's a real, real struggle, that you can overcome fear and be courageous as he's called us to. Until then, go change your world.